0: So I'm here with Dr. Anastasia Myelona, here from Sibsi, who has been working on TM59. Uh, So Anastasia, what is it exactly that is being launched uh, next week? Uh,
1: So the TM59, it's uh, a new methodology uh, for assessing overheating in the domestic sector. Mm -hmm. Um, It's based on uh, a dynamic modeling approach. Uh, and this is the, the new kind of information. So it, it provides a protocol mm. for assessing overheating using a dynamic um, uh, way. Mm. Um, that that um, uh, covers a, a big gap that existed in, in the past. Uh, so basically, designers used SAP Appendix P mm. by default because that was the only um way uh the, the only tool that could provide them with some indication about uh how the design of the building could affect overheating risk mm-hmm. uh, in in the spaces uh but of course <clears throat> sap is not a is not a tool it's not a design tool it's a compliance uh, tool yeah. uh, and that lies the the problem um the uh, the thermal comfort of a building is a very dynamic phenomenon. Yeah. So basically, um, it's an interaction between outdoors and indoors, uh, and that changes by by the hour, well, by the minute, by the by the hour, by yeah. by the day. So, uh, based on the fabric and the um, configuration of the building, it will respond differently to outdoors. So, it's very, very important mm-hmm. to look at the performance uh, at, a, at a dynamic level, right. at an hourly level. Um, so, we as SIMSI and, and industry champions. Uh, try to um to discuss that and and, and try to uh, integrate that into industry practices. But what came back was always the question, um, you know, I I can use dynamic modeling, but based on the input, you get different outputs. So so assumptions about uh, internal gains about. About occupancy profiles, about um, natural ventilation configuration, window configuration, etc., mm. will very much affect um, the the results. Uh, so basically, this protocol in TM59 uh, meant to cover that and provide a consistent way of um, input, uh, analyzing the results, and, and reporting.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, because I understand. Before people used to use all kinds of different methodologies, and it was different for everything, and you had to presumably you had to measure, had to add together lots of different methodologies to get a whole picture. Whereas now it's going to be a whole picture from the start.
1: It's not as much at uh, different methodologies. They could they they were using they were using a tool, mm. uh, uh, and and based on the tool that they were using, they were asked to put different assumptions in there. Right. So so they could. Uh, you know, if, if you assume, I'll give you a very simple example, if you assume an uh, occupancy between, um, uh, let's say, six o'clock in the evening until eight o'clock in the morning, mm. you get very, very different results uh, than if you, if you assume an um, occupancy of 24 hours. Exactly. Uh, so we tried with this uh, methodology to take out the uh, the occupant and uh, test the, the building. Right, okay. Uh, test the, the, um, the configuration of the building um, and, and how it, it you know, uh, no matter if somebody is occupying it or not if it will be able to provide a comfort environment because now, nowadays people use their homes in very different ways. Sure. A lot of people work from home, you have young families, it's not just people that go to work and come back, right. um, so, so this, this is the kind of assumptions that we try to um, standardise. Right. Um, um, so, so so I guess, yes, it provides a single methodology uh, with um, with a single set of assumptions to be used in a, in a consistent way. Okay,
0: so you mentioned that things have been sort of changing in terms of usage patterns of homes. How big a problem is this then for people that you've seen over the time you've been researching it? Yes,
1: yeah, so um, so I worked with the Zero Carbon Hub uh, in the past to, um, to look at evidence and now we are also, um, actually working with DCLG, um, Mm -hmm. that they are looking at evidence of of, of overheating in in homes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because of the nature of the problem, because it's people's homes, it's not easy to actually interfere and do measurements and um, ask people. It's only from evidence that we could get either from people that manage properties or from ad hoc, people asking SIPC or other uh, organization like us, how can we deal, with we're overheating, we have a huge problem, how can we deal with that problem? So this is the only evidence that we can we can actually gather. Um, and from that evidence. Evidence. it looks like every year the the problem gets worse and worse mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not it's not only the fact that we see increases in, in temperature because of climate change yeah. it's also because we see changes in uh, urbanization so we have you know the the, the, the cities are getting bigger and yeah. much more um, dense um, instead of spreading um, uh, you know um, to, um, through the, the city mm-hmm. actually goes up which means that you know you add much more thermal mass into the uh, into the uh, urban environment um, but also we're trying to minimize winter temperature um, sorry winter energy mm-hmm. um, use and in, in in doing so we insulate we over insulate um, buildings, to, to be able to sustain the heat during the winter, but mm-hmm. that means that it sustains the heat during the summer as well. Right. Um, and also, uh, which I, I think is very, very important is the fact that we are trying to maximize the um, the space, create more homes per square uh, meter, right. um, which means that a lot of times we compromise on the availability of uh, windows and cross ventilation. Right. So we see a lot of flats that they're single aspect, um, which means that they only have openings on one side, and and you lose that kind of cross ventilation if you have windows all around your, your property um, so yes was, yeah I mean, <laughs> so, that was gonna be my next question actually yes. which
0: was what kind of changes do you think people are going to make to buildings as a result of this
1: yes so uh, that's a very good question actually because when we uh, when we were writing well before we write anything we actually tested extensively the um, the ideas that we had um, about the methodology. And um, what we said from the beginning is that uh, while we do the testing, we will know if the methodology is successful and robust, mm. if it gives us the answers that as um, uh, practicing engineers, experienced engineers, we expect. Right. So flat, single aspect flats, with um, east- or west-facing um, glazing, highly glazed um, flats, were the ones that we would expect to um, to have the, the more severe overheating problems. True. And the methodology actually is meant to expose this kind of um, properties. Mm. So our aspiration is that... Um, more thought will be put into this kind of element of natural ventilation of thermal mass of um, uh, orientation of gla- of glazing <clears throat> um, size as well Right. so we are hoping that these are the kind of changes that um, will be made and and um, very very crucial is the idea of when you're designing a building you are looking not a seasonal performance, but actually all through the year. Mm -hmm. So you you do something to prevent uh, winter uh, energy losses, but at the same time you need to test how um, these solutions affect the summertime Mm -hmm. uh, performance. So a holistic um, approach in, in design I think it's something that it's very, very important. Right, of course,
0: it's not good enough that something performs really well energy-wise in the winter, but then overheats massively in the summer, right? Exactly. So, I understand that uh, the SIPCES weather data is actually integrated into this and forms quite a big part of deciding, you know, how the methodology works. How, how is SIPCES weather data used here? Uh,
1: so... Um so we, we tried to because because the weather data provides the engineers with variety of options. So mm-hmm. we have three design summer years per site. Right. Um we try to make it easier because because we uh, introduced the complexity of thermal modelling. We tried to um, to, to simplify all the input um, stages, to, to make it as simple as possible. Um, so, so we proposed a, a design summer year that incorporates some of the future climate projections. Right. So, so we are proposing that the design summer year one, which is a, a warm uh, year to be used but for the 2020s uh, high emission scenario 50th percentile mm. so it has that uh, representation of climate change within it.
0: Okay so you're sort of factoring it in then. Exactly. And uh, that's I suppose is the worst case scenario and you've got different scenarios. It's
1: not the worst case scenario so you have design summer year two, design summer year three. Right okay. Um for the future uh, that they are they have hotter events and within the uh, the guidance we propose that some analysis is done based on these more extreme scenarios just to look at your vulnerabilities in higher, uh, in, in more, in, in hotter events. Mm. So, let's say you do an analysis based on the baseline the design summer year one that right. we are proposing, and everything passes and it's, it's great. Sure. But you want to see how the same building will respond to hotter events, yes, more extreme events. So we, we recommend um, that some analysis is, is done based on those as well.
0: Right, okay, right. Um, and where are you going from here, basically? What in, in You're looking to sort of expand on the research and imagine in the future. What, what kind of things are going to be added? Uh,
1: so there is, a, there is a research project that um, at the moment we are sponsoring, SIPSI is sponsoring, mm. um, that is looking at how um, other... Uh, population um, uh, type, so more vulnerable people, older or with certain health effects, uh, or younger, um, respond to different overheating events. So that's that's one thing. The other the other thing that we are trying to see is uh, what the differences of using this, this methodology um, uh, in in different software, because uh, initial testing showed that different. Um, uh, software packages yeah. um, b- uh, provide different slightly different results even if you're using actually the same exact methodology so we're trying to dig into that a little bit more um, so there is there is quite a lot to be done uh, ultimately we will be able to uh, measure buildings that they have used this methodology sure. to see if they actually are um, more robust and and um, uh, less prone to overheating but that's uh, I think that's something that uh, it's in in the future um, the other try the other thing that we're trying to do at the moment is um, We're trying to incorporate this guidance into the DLA uh, plan mm. the uh, Greater London Authority uh, So we are in, in discussions with them and, and we are discussing uh, ways forward So that at least London has the biggest problem um, of overheating at the moment could see improvement in in the way block of are, are designed.
0: Fabulous. Well thank you very much for your time Anastasia. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. Cheers.